It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fancy Up Scout. My name is Az and I have a very special guest. Last week we uh, spoke to world number two. This week we're speaking to world number five, which is a little bit harsh. You've got a red arrow, you were third. <laughs> You've gone down the smallest of red arrows tabs, but you must be thrilled with how things are going. How are you? I'm doing so well, Az. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, I thought I was having a good season, but now I'm talking to all these people who are ranked right up in the upper echelons and it's uh, making me a bit jealous, um, but still good. Can you believe it? How, how, how are you feeling right now? Honestly, I'm just living the dream, you know, just <laughs> really, it's unbelievable. Yeah, living the dream. You've got like crowds of people outside you know, cheering your name. Come on, Tabs, you can Red do it. carpet treatment, wherever I go, you know. <laughs> Whereabouts are you based? I'm actually in Toronto, Toronto, oh, nice. Canada. Nice, nice. Is there a big fantasy scene over in uh, over in Canada? Uh, not really. No. No. <laughs> At least I haven't seen much, but um, I've just like played with, I have a big friends group here that place, so hmm. that's kept me going over the last five years. I would say. No, they must be pretty uh, impressed with how things are, are going so far. Oh yeah, they they can't believe it either. Like we're all we're all competitors in the mini league, but they're all on my side now. I think I'd quit. <laughs> I think I'd quit that mini league if, if I were them. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have got loads to talk about. So I want to go through a bit about kind of your experience of FPL because you've got a big old season history. Um, really interesting. Uh, your kind of the, your season from season. We'll we'll talk about that in a bit more detail. I want to go through your season this year. Find out what exactly has gone so well. Uh, for you, if you know, um, and kind of the stuff that you use to have climbed so high uh, up in the ranks. And then we'll talk a bit about uh, your plans going forward. Obviously, we've got the Christmas uh, festive schedule coming soon. We all need to plan for that. So your kind of uh, thoughts and advice. And then, of course, we'll look at your team uh, for game week 13, which is the next game week uh, this weekend. So let's talk a bit about your previous seasons so far. So you are a real veteran of the game. I mean, you started playing in 2006-07, which... I think was the first season, was it, of, of FPL? Uh, I think that's when they first started recording it. So mm. I, I think I played it before 06 as well, to be yeah. honest. 
Yeah, because I I started in 0708 and I know there was a year where I I didn't do it. But I, I think I think it's 0607 was the first recorded year of of on the official FPL. Yeah, so you got a uh, an 8.9 thousand finish. I don't know how many people playing it back then. I, I had a good finish that year as well. It's probably only about 100 200,000 people playing it, but it's, it looks yeah, impressive. Yeah, must it must have been a much smaller game for yeah, sure. It really was. Um, and then you followed up with 31k, and then it's really interesting your, your season since then because you you've yo-yoed between really really like good ranks and sort of really poor ranks as well so you had a bit of a, a bit of a bad spell from 08 uh, to uh, 11 where your highest rank was 175,000 and your lowest was 1.3 million um, mm. you bounced back in 2012 with an 8k finish and then things sort of steadily improved 21k 11k oh and then a 400k oh dear but then back to a 50k and then a 400k <laughs> And then a 48k, <laughs> and then last year a 500k. So you've you've been right up there in in the top 10k. I think you've got, um, yeah. I mean, in the top 10k, top 100k, you've got some decent finishes there. But what's going on? How how, how is it that you can have such a good season and such a sort of, sort of a poor season like immediately afterwards? Yeah. So I guess a little bit. So around about 09 to 012 was the time where I was just doing it alone. Mm. So I just gave up halfway through the season. You know. Oh, so right, yeah whatever after that it's been mostly you know like i haven't cared that much about overall ranking i've been more of a mini league player yep um so you know when it comes down to the last 10 weeks and i'm kind of behind it's time to start going you know all differentials different captains so i usually end up you know losing more ranks um, than gaining by taking a lot of hits at the end but that's when i'm not doing too well in my main league so i just you know start playing more of a, a weekly kind of game interesting yeah so how, what's your kind of strategy like sort of normally going forward do you are you quite kind of a template player but then you you can't you go differential towards the end of the season or do you kind of back yourself to pick you know kind of differential players throughout that don't pay off or yeah because because i mean some some years it works right like you finish 8k um 50k you know these, these are good finishes other times perhaps they don't and then you have to make up ground towards the end yeah so in the past i've been more of a differential kind of player you know i i used i didn't go on the stats at all before uh, i used to just rely on the eye test and funnily enough i was a united fan and you know when you first start playing fpl you just kind of pick your favorite players instead of you know mm. the players you're supposed to pick so back back in 06 when united was actually good i had a top you know like top 10k rank without even you know not no stats i was a teenager 14 years old so it's kind of like you know the, the more you know in that yeah. field, the more you know, it kind of goes against you sometimes. Um, but yeah, my style has usually been more differential, but except this season has been a very different. I'm sure we'll talk about that in like next. But um, yeah, do you find that you're using stats more then, sort of in the in the last kind of few seasons, and particularly this season? Yeah, I mean, since I you know since I came across the fantasy football scout uh, three two three years ago. I've definitely always been a subscriber. I like looking at stats more now. Um, this year has been an anomaly, so uh, I can talk. I can talk more about this year as well. But just in general, I've, yeah, I've, I've started using stats more, and I'm a big fan of Mark Southerns as well. Shout out to Mark Southerns. Uh, oh, so... don't shout him out. <laughs> he gets enough praise. He doesn't need any more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's strange because he's the one who actually. Uh, made me realize that FPL is actually a skill game and not a luck game. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is 
that is the kind of always the debate, isn't it? Whether, you know, is it more luck? Is it more skill? Is it a bit of both? I mean, you, you see people like Mark and Fabio and, and these guys who sort of consistently hit these highs of, you know, five, six top thousand finishes and stuff. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's really, really tricky, um, really tricky to do. Um, so let's talk about this season then. So I think the, the key thing with your season was you just got off to such a brilliant start. Um, I mean, 115 points in game week one, a game week rank of 14, thousand um game week two you followed it up with 85 points 149k game week rank um i mean it's a really really strong start your team value soared up to 100.5 straight away you had in all the players right from the start who people were kind of clamoring um to get you started with uh ben rama you had fernandez you had greenwood you had antonio you had ings these guys all performed for you kind of instantly how did you yeah. build this team? What was your kind of thinking between this, you know, this this such a good start? Yeah, so this season I had a very defined strategy, actually, which I never had before. So I saw the fixture list and I was like, I'm going to make a team for the first seven weeks. Mm. And I'm going to wildcard after that. Um, obviously, it wasn't like, you know, 100%, but, you know, having a plan was so important for me because I could just focus on the first seven weeks. And... Based on the fixtures, if you can uh, if you can notice, I don't have any City or Chelsea players, mm. and I went heavy on three teams basically: uh, United, Liverpool, and West Ham. Yep. Um, yeah, so you know the double triple ups, uh, the concentrated bets on you know high conviction picks. So I got super lucky there. I mean, uh, Ben Rama was one. Uh, I was pushed over the edge by Mark, um, <laughs> but otherwise, you know, I just, you know, I just ignored City, Chelsea, and that kind of helped me a lot because I was able to focus on, you know, the teams with great matches, and then they went and performed, which is, you know, the part out of your control. Yep. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach; you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So you had a strategy in terms of focusing on these teams, but you also kind of... Do you listen to a lot of content and kind of read a lot of stuff and listen to different podcasts and things? Because you mentioned Mark. I mean, Ben Rama was someone who felt like was quite big on the kind of like Twitter fantasy scout template. There was a lot of people who were kind of going from he had a strong preseason, good underlying stats from from last year. I wasn't convinced um, on him. Uh, so you listened to Mark, which is probably the best thing to do in that situation. And he started off really strongly for, for a lot of people. So would you reckon in previous seasons he would have been someone that you'd considered or was it because you kind of absorbed... Um, different information from sources. I feel like, yeah, Ben Rama was one where, you know, he was being touted a, a lot, had a good preseason as well. Um, in the past, I may have ignored someone like that. Mm. Just because of, you know, they didn't do anything last year. You know, why, why, should, why should I trust them? But the, the preseason was good. And uh, like, yeah, like you said, the socials were pretty heavy on him. So like even the the subreddit fantasy pl is uh, spent time on there a lot mm. and then twitter i recently started you know joining twitter and uh, yeah scout uh, scout discussions obviously between you and mark and all that yeah they definitely pushed me towards benny because it was a good year for the template normally when there's such a strong template that starts a season 
it goes completely wrong. You know, there's, there's players that, you know, everyone's got. I remember like Amir Zaki a few seasons ago at Wigan. He was like in everyone's team. Um, players like Soldado and, you know, there's, there's guys who... I remember Soldado. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People, you know, players who like just Twitter just and, and Scout just gets completely obsessed with. And, you know, often for good reason, you know, strong underlying stats, uh, you know, high profile move, all this kind of thing. But this... The only player that didn't really deliver right from the start from pretty much every team was uh, was Shaw. Too Shaw, yeah. Yeah, so Shaw disappointed a lot of people. But yeah, I, mean, I, got, I, got him, I got rid of him in game week three, I believe, mm. for, semi, for not Simicas. Uh, yeah. Well, a lot of people kept him, right? That was that was one of the things that I, I think what I've seen from the moves you've done was that you were proactive in getting rid of players and not holding on for them, trying to hope for that kind of, you know, big haul. Um, right. So, yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, but, yeah, the, I mean, I got 95 points in, in game week one, um, which was an overall rank of 716k, which is it's probably one of my best ever starts to a season. My team, yeah. was, my team was so boring. Like, I look back on it now and, you know, it was it was proper template. But when you have players like Simicast who deliver, um, you know, Fernandez was, was Fernandez and Salah was such a strong double up. Template, yeah. yeah. Antonio came in as well. Um, yeah, it was it's it's great to have that base to kind of build build from. Um, right. What I did was I looked at our kind of seasons on uh, Premier Fantasy Tools, and I mean I'm I'm 12k in the world. I'm about I can't remember how many points I'm behind you. Eight four one. How many points are you on? You're on. I'm on nine two two. So I'm about eighty 90. points. I'm about eighty points behind you. Um, you got twenty in that kind of first week, but there hasn't really been a week where you've thrashed me. It's been a kind of a very consistent, you know, drip feed of extra points on, on top of, uh, you know, someone like me sort of in and around the top 10K. Because um, that's the difference. I mean, obviously, everyone's kind of aiming for the top 10K. But the fact you're fifth in the world means that, you know, you know every week you're, you're gaining points on, on people. And that's, and that's what you're doing. But you haven't played perfectly. No. Like, this is what's so interesting about this kind of stuff. It's like you captained, um, uh, you captained Fernandez, I think, in game week two for example yeah I've had, I've had maybe four or five captain blanks yeah yeah so often you think you know you've got to kind of get everything right to get into these top sort of tier positions but you haven't you've you've got some stuff wrong but you've got more stuff than more stuff right than you've got wrong i think the biggest two things i got right they were very structural the first one was the game week one crazy start with the picking everyone who scored which obviously you know, you can't really control that. But then the, uh, the next important thing was my wild card. Mm. Yep, I've got that here. So yeah, because won... in the wild card, um, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say you, you wild card in the game week eight, which was just your your plan, like you just said. Yeah. Um, you got in players like James, Chilwell, Cancelo, Trent. So you got in on the big at the back, you know, very early on. Um, Foden, Salah, Saka, Lukaku, Huang. It's very, very similar to to the wild card that I. Um, put together when you did it you were ranked 500th in the world and I it's think, off the yeah, back of that yeah. wild card pretty much that's seen you fly so high yeah so you know i watched the chelsea game on uh, game week seven uh where i happened to have aspie as well just, just for that one week um where just the wing backs were just bombing forward mm. uh you know and i was just like this just looks like a really good idea and uh, no one's recommending it, you know, because people were kind of not 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 down for the for the back yet, compared to now, where everyone is just like it's template now. Yeah. But like every season, pundit uh, and analyst just wasn't because it's so against, you know, the FPL 
I guess, rules. Yep. But, the, yeah, the wing-backs has changed the game this season, I think. Yeah, I think it's the blend of, you know, you, you've got you've to do research, you've got to look at stats, you've got to listen to content you know, that's, that's being made by people you know, to get ideas like Ben Rama. But sometimes you just see something yourself where you think, I have to absolutely get on board with this. And, and the premium defenders, you know, with, with the consistency Man City were having at the back, with the attacking potential of Trent and, and the wing-backs, um, it was amazing. It was interesting that you went for both of them because that was a time when people were thinking, maybe get Rudiger and maybe get, you know, one of James or, or Chilwell. The double-up of both wing-backs at that time felt really risky. But you were happy yeah. to kind of risk it for the upside of, of getting them both. Yeah, it goes back to the concentrated bets, you know, in your high conviction teams. So like again here, when I went to game week with the wild card, I went heavy on Chelsea City and Liverpool, right? Which were like a good long term plan because they're the best three teams in the league. Um yeah, it just happened to be those wing backs. You know, had they had a, a midfielder who, you know, may have gotten more points, I may have done that. So you're you're a high risk, high reward type FPL manager. Then I mean that is pretty clear from what you're saying. I've yeah. al- I've always thought that those the kind of managers like you are exactly the ones that go on and and win it. It's very rare to find a kind of a a really consistent manager who doesn't play, who doesn't go too risky, doesn't put all his eggs in in baskets. Plays quite conservative. They they finish well, you know. The, the top managers still sort of you might have a couple of top thousand ranks with ten thousand, but to really win it, I think you've got to play in that kind of way. I had I was talking to Oscar last week. I think Oscar's maybe um, not the same as you in that he does play quite safe and sensible at times, and and he's he's maybe. I don't, he's, 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 it's harder to hit everything right if you play that way because if you play it your way you only really need to hit a few big calls and you can kind of gain massive momentum of course it also goes the other way and means that you can fall right down uh, very quickly is that a concern for you are you worried that you're gonna I mean are, are you gonna carry on with this with this style throughout the season or do you think you're going to adopt a, a slightly more risk averse strategy I'm probably going to carry on my style. <laughs> that's what we want because, to hear. That's what you want to hear, Tabs. Yeah, because, you know, like, that's 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 the only reason I've gotten this far. Well, what's the point of changing now and trying to be conservative? Well, we can come straight into your Game Week 13 team here because I, I was hoping you'd say that, and I knew you were going to say that, because looking at your team, I can already see where your next uh, punts or what you want to call them is uh so you've got foster and goal uh this week you've got mccarthy on your bench difficult choice between those two uh got your four at the back trent cancelo chilwell james then you've got foden son and salah that's all pretty standard um adam armstrong and huang that's fine but then you've got harry kane as well so you've gone double spurs that is high risk high reward yeah <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't work last week bro. that's why that's why i got the red arrow yeah, that's that is very true. So, how confident are you with those two going forward? You got a lot of money invested, them, sort of you know twenty two million, almost a quarter of your budget. If you start the season with that, but are you? Are, did you see enough in that game to justify that selection? Honestly, no. <laughs> but we are where we are. We have great three matches next. I'm happy to be in this position. Like, I think people, you know, most of the people close. In the top hundred or top one k, he have either seen Son or Kane, but I don't think anybody has both. No, nope. very so very rare. You're the only one in the top ten to have both. And yeah, so I'm I'm actually happy with that scenario. It's pretty split as well. I think there's I think there's sort of four 
four sons, five canes, and then one person hasn't got either of them. So in terms of looking at teams and looking for these kind of differentials, I look through the teams, they all look pretty similar, pretty boring, but yours stands out because you've got both Spurs assets with three really good games coming up. I was quite impressed with them in the second half. I thought they looked a lot better. You know, they, they seem to be getting more service from the wing backs. They were creating more chances. Kane looked up for it. I think Son hit the, the post or, like, you know, just on the outside of the post. There was enough for me to think that in the next three games, Spurs could click. It's just if they don't, yeah. then you're going to be in a bit of trouble. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you know what? Like you said, like, I mean, the budget is also something which is kind of concerning. But at the same time, it's also, it's a bit of a comfort spot. It's like, okay, if they don't do well, I have like 22 million to spend. Mm. So I can get anybody I want to, right? Yep. Is there any anyone you're looking at over the festive schedule that you're looking that, is, always, is there anyone that you wish you had, first of all? And is there anyone that you're looking to bring in? Yeah. So the one, the one player... Is jo- the who I wish I had is Diego Jota, mm. and actually it was a choice last week I had to make between Son and Jota. I went for Son, which obviously didn't work out that last week. Now the only way I can do it is by you know getting rid of Foden, which I think I have other problems to fix first. Mm. The other team you don't have any representation of is Brentford, who have gone sort of completely off the boil lately. I mean, I've got double, for example. I've got um, Tony and Mbomo. I mean, you know, majority of, of teams that I, I see and listen to have have Tony pretty much. Um, you've got Adam Armstrong. You've got a kind of a bit of a three-way battle, I guess, between Armstrong, um, Adams uh, and Broya. Uh, you've got Huang as well. So you've gone for two, you know, quite cheap sort of left field strikers alongside Kane mm-hmm. um two are you you happy with those those two three three risky strikers I'd call them I'm Kane I'm okay with for now Armstrong he had a great fixture run and to be fair he actually returned well in that fixture run mm. um I think his time is coming up soon uh Juan's time is coming up soon in two weeks as in you so... as in you'll be looking to get rid yeah, basically those two are going to get rid soon. Uh, Huang in probably two weeks after the after the good fixtures dry up. Armstrong maybe sooner, maybe not. The thing is, you know, with these cheaper players, yeah, it's kind of more difficult to replace them, right? Because mm. you need to find the funds to do it. Uh, I'm in a situation where my funds are pretty dry because of Son and Kane. So after three weeks, I probably will have more funds, you know, and then maybe go to someone like Antonio or... Um, Depending on the striker situation, maybe Lukaku or Ronaldo, uh, maybe Diogo Jota finally. But I have a lot of options for later. Um, for more short term, though, we, uh, we don't know what's happening with Chilwell yet. No. But yeah, if it's a short term injury, I'd probably go with Reguillon. Yeah, not long term. If it's a long term injury, I'd probably go with Alonso. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we're recording this on Wednesday. This video will, will probably be out Thursday, so we might have got a bit more news about it. Um, my gut feel is that it's going to be a long one. It, it, yeah. it, I mean, he couldn't put any weight on it. it there's rumours coming around that some of the, the Chelsea staff and players are concerned it's a kind of ACL injury. C- could potentially be season-ending. For yeah, him. I, was, I was sad, so sad to see that. It'd be such a shame. I mean, besides the FPL, he was doing so well. Yeah. I know. I mean, both both of them. I mean, James and Chilwell have just taken that extra step up this season. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it really is the kind of the year of, of the defenders because, you know, you talk about Regulon there, you talk about Alonso, you know, there's people with um, Rudiger getting in Rudiger as well. Who's who, These players are all on course to be getting sort of 200 points plus over the season. I don't think we've ever really had a year like it where, you know, what, a third of the way through the season, we've got all of these defensive options um, emerging. Are you, do you think that's going to continue? Do you think you're going to keep your money in defence? Or do you think when the likes of Ronaldo, Lukaku, maybe De Bruyne, you know, some of these more expensive options emerge, you think you might be shifting some money out the back? I think these four wingbacks are here to stay for me. Now, in a situation where there's a long-term injury to Cancelo, for example, I'm not sure if there's a city option to replace that. Mm. As in, you know, Zinchenko and Walker, they're, you know, they're decent players, but nothing like Cancelo in terms of attacking returns, right? No. Um, but in terms of Chilba to Alonso, it still makes sense because Alonso is also a great attacking player. I really so I like think as long as there's, as long as there's a potential for attacking points with the clean sheets, then I'm, I'm pretty happy to stick with them. Yep. So you mentioned mini leagues, talking about mini leagues. I mean, I wouldn't, as I said, wouldn't like to be in a mini league with you um, at the moment. <laughs> is that how you're kind of treating this then? Do you think when you get into this position of being in fifth, you can look at the kind of, you know, the top 100, top 200 as being in a bit of a mini league, right? So do you think you'll be basing transfers on what other people are doing? Do you think you'll be trying to find differentials on those top 100, 200? Or are you going to just carry on playing your own game? I think right now it's way too soon to be start looking around. Uh, just going to play my own game for now. Obviously, some decisions are just more based on just not the top 100, but just the general population. So, for example, the Son and Kane thing. I just know that most people won't have them both mm. because of budget issues and just because of they were busy trying to like bring in all the players I already had. So they just wouldn't be able to have the transfers to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting when you, you mentioned the players that, you know, uh, uh, that you're kind of worried about not owning. There's only really Jota, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I look. I looked at my own team, and it's, I mean, it's pretty similar to yours. I mean, I, I didn't have Chilwell, who I was worried about, and Jota. I mean, maybe someone like Gallagher, who, who's been doing really well. It seems weird to think that a, a Crystal Palace midfielder could be someone that has given us kind of sleepless nights. But really, there's. It does feel like at the moment there's a bit of a, a barren of options. There's, there's not. There's not too many players who I'm going into each game week fearing. People's squads are quite similar. It's all just a bit kind of. I don't know. It's it's a bit dry at the moment. Yeah, probably doesn't feel like for you being fifth in the world, but um, you know, having having two Spurs players at least gives you a chance if they do start performing over the next three to to push on when other people are just going to be, you know, stuck with the same the same kind of players. Yeah, I agreed there. I mean, I may, it may end up being three of them if uh, Chelsea has good news. Let's see what happens with that. So yeah, oh yes, you'd be getting regular with triple Spurs. Now that will be. Yeah. I believe statement. that I'm saying that. I believe I'm saying that. But... <laughs> so would it be Regulon over Royale? I think so. I mean, from the last two games that I watched, I think he shows enough to be a preferred option, especially when you point two more. Yep. Yep. His price has gone up, scored. Um, it, it keeps, the only thing with Regulon is he keeps getting subbed. It's like his fitness levels aren't quite up to uh, Conte's demands, but you've got to think the more Conte works with him, the more you know, the, the more his fitness is going to improve. Um, I really, I really like Regulon. I, I think, you know, if, if, if Chilwell does have this injury, I think we're going to see, well, we're going to see James approaching 100% ownership in the, in the top 10K 
I'd imagine he's, he's already he's already ridiculously high. But yeah, for people who already have him, I think we're then going to see people moving to regular and moving to Alonso. I don't think we're going to see big big switches into you know chill out for another forward or another midfield. I think there's enough options in the defense mm-hmm. to to keep people invested quite heavily um, in that. You mentioned Ronaldo. It's going to be interesting to see when he comes back into it or whether he does uh, under Carrick or whoever else they, they've got in because the fixtures turn really nice if United. Yeah, I know. It's a shame that, you know, the club is in such a situation right now with the good matches coming up. But mm. yeah, with Ronaldo, I mean, again, yesterday he scored, right? He just keeps scoring even if the team isn't doing well. So it could still be an option even with Carrick or... Whoever else they have, yeah. Who do you support? For me, it's gonna be probably gonna be like if Kane doesn't if Kane doesn't do anything in the next three games, it's, it has to be Lukaku or Ronaldo for yeah. me. I completely agree. Are you are you a United fan? I'm a United fan. Yes, United fan. unfortunately, I could tell. I could tell from the disappointment in your in your voice. <laughs> if you're not a United fan, you tend to be loving it. Everything that's going on uh, with the club, but yeah, you can you can tell a United fan just by oh, it's the sigh, the sigh as you think about the kind of sigh. It's, it's it's that generation of glory hunting teenagers, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was very much a part of that until I switched allegiances to to Brighton, which has not been particularly glory, um, although it's better than it was sort of ten years ago. Um, so, you, are you expecting big things from United going forward, or do you think this is going to be a season where, you know, they they finish? I, mean, I, I can't. I, can you see them finishing in the top four, for example? I right now don't see top four for United. I don't see it. There's West Ham doing well, and then Spurs will start doing better. That's already, you know, two more teams than you want. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and back to FPL. When do you? When will you start believing you can win it? I already have the belief that I can go all the way, which nice. I think is required. But I don't think it's going to happen. But I have the belief. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Eight points. It's eight points between you. It's nothing. It's nothing. First. Honestly, it's uh, it's it's strange because I've actually already hit number one for two days in game week eleven. So I've taken my screenshot of that. So like, there's no more pressure anymore. I'm just enjoying it now. There's twenty points between you and fiftieth. Again, not much. There's not much yeah. in it between the, yeah. between you and the in and even in the. It's top one. 100. It's one bad week, you know. It's mm. one week of Son Kane blanking and a Jota hat trick, and I'm. Yeah. In trouble. Yeah, it's very true. Well, hopefully that won't happen. Hopefully Son and Kane will deliver. I like the fact that you've got something a bit different on on some of the other people um, around you. I think it's gonna be really interesting to see what you do um, with with Chilwell. I think that's you know we get these we get these choices to make every part of the season. A highly owned player. Everyone's moving with them. You get an injury like this. Absolutely horrible for the player. But in some ways, purely from an FPL perspective, it can make the game a little bit more interesting because we're going to see shifts in strategy now between where do people go? You know, Regulon, Royale, Alonso. Do people move the funds out of the defence finally and, and try and attack? You know, some of the more attacking players. Um, so yeah, I'll be keeping my eye on on the move that that you make. Um, what advice would you give for anyone uh, who's uh, go- approaching the festive? schedule and yeah is there, are there any strategies or any picks that you're going to be adopting um going forward for the next few weeks um in terms of strategies you know one of my biggest strategies is going doubling or tripling up on teams with good fixtures um so that's going to be west ham is going to have that soon 
in game week 16 yep. onwards. So you might see an Antonio Bowman double up. Bowman over Ben Rama. I think, yeah. I think now he's taken over as a better but field mm. option. Yeah. Um, in terms of strategies, uh, I plan on maybe improving my bench once I sell either Son, on K- Son or Kane. It's just too much money is tied up there. But I would mm. say, yeah, I have a decent bench, maybe one or two guys who can come in. Uh, there's going to be a lot of, you know, last minute yellow flags and stuff, which you don't want to deal with with transfers. Uh, and yeah, just, you know, just, it's a game at the end of it, right? Just have fun with it. Oh, have fun with it. Easy to say when you're fifth in the world. <laughs> <laughs> not so easy when you're not doing bad, when you're not doing as well, like myself last year. That's what I had to keep telling myself. It's just a game, Matt. It's just a game. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't mean a lot to to a lot of us and yeah clearly you're someone who's dedicated a lot of time into it with the amount of you know amount of seasons you've played and yeah i'm yeah. really hoping tabs that you go on and you know and and get into that into that first base it'd be amazing to um for you to, yeah, for you it to would, be, to be, would be surreal it's already surreal right now i mean i'm, I'm sure i'm never going to be so high up again so i'm just trying to you know enjoy every last minute of it <laughs> well it's been amazing talking to you um hopefully we can catch up again uh, this season when well maybe you're even a bit higher uh, i'll try and i'll try and not catch you after a red arrow you've had so many green arrows as well it's uh i think you've had you had one two three four five, you had five green arrows in a row from 5k up to third and then of course when you come on here with me you've had your first red arrow uh, but like i said two places isn't exactly the the biggest of of reds um but tabs thank you so much for speaking to me and good luck this week and we'll check in again soon Thanks for having me, Az. It was a pleasure.